Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ciao, ciao, ladies. Ciao, Bellas. You're drinking Palomas and you've got these special glass straws, which I'm going to copy. A special straw. I love drinking. So I got Joe and the Juice or something and I took a little extra straw to be sneaky and I use it to drink my homemade smoothie the next day. And I just felt, I felt like a princess. I felt like a Jeff Bezos. I felt so special and wealthy. Yes. So what we've both been doing recently is getting so, I don't know if you guys are into like the Can I put way. this on your book? Mm. <laughs> put it on this? Okay. Maybe. Oh, yeah. wait. No, there's these. These. Um, Aren't you worried about them getting. Using them. Oh, who cares? Sorry, ASMR girlies. I stole some... Um, oh, no, don't you want to keep them forever? Oh, who cares? Okay. I stole... What are they called? Drink Coaster. coasters from Sunset Tower Hotel when I was drunk in LA. And I also stole napkins and shoved them up my boobs. I love like a little memento. Mm. I, you're going to sessions... I like to steal from um, restaurants. Yeah, you're going to Sessions Art Club tonight. And they have a really beautiful menu. And I like all the waiters are hot. I have to warn you. I quite like, as in the men or women, just everyone. Everyone, everyone. But the, wait, the men especially. Abercrombie and Fitch vibes. Like, but like really hot, like our hot, like London. Sexy. Charmy, charmy. <laughs> charmy we went, Hammer. We went to an event last night. <laughs> charmy <laughs> Hammer. <laughs> we went to an event last night and I said to Grace, it makes me feel powerful and strong when events um, only hire hot young male waiters yes because the tables are flipped it makes me feel I was like, like get a... me my drink you little bitch yeah <laughs> yeah it makes me feel like a powerful man yeah we'll get to this when we talk about the cheating scandals but i'm just like now that women are stepping into being as like these things that men used to i feel like it's really testing us yes because we always like we wouldn't do that you know like we wouldn't objectify young hot men to serve us 
wine and mm. of course we love it well i've been objectifying romeo beckham since he was about 12 <laughs> so you're cancelled um okay back to the the smoothie chat um i love that our podcast is kind of transitioned into being like a lot of chat about food and i like yeah. that the girlies food and drink and i like that the girlies embrace it mm-hmm. um but basically yes we're both into smoothies now which i used to think were really lame and i didn't like them and now I've been making a smoothie bowl every morning. And yet these straws, these glass straws. Where are they? From, from where did they come? Amazon, of course. <laughs> They're so great. I actually smashed one on the ground the other day and it was depressing. It's potentially dangerous. Yeah. It was dangerous for my poor little cat. I was like, get your yeah. little paws out of here. <laughs> but um, yeah, I ordered them off Amazon and then I bought smoothie. I need to show you these little lame smoothie takeaway contain takeaway cups mm. and in the morning if i'm going to pilates or if i'm going to one rebel which i don't do very often but one rebel like especially they offer you smoothies when you leave with protein in them really oh you have to pay sorry oh. sorry <laughs> like... as in they make smoothies there yes. and before you go into the class you can order your smoothies so that when you leave you can just grab it it's very cute Go but on. what I do is I fuck the system and I make my smoothie at home with my protein powder and take it with my little glass straw and I leave one rebel, put my little glass straw in and walk home along the canals with mm. my smoothie. Beautiful. Gorgeous. A beautiful morning. And then I've started making smoothie bowls, which is basically when I just like shake my Nutribullet like crazy and don't put enough liquid in it so it goes. I'm so jealous. You have a Nutribullet. Nutribullets aren't actually very good for making smoothies. I really want a Vitamix. That's what all the, um, that's what everyone in LA has. They're those really good blenders. And they're really expensive. They're no. quite expensive. Yeah. I want one. A girl I used to work with got a Thermomix and it was literally like $2,000, but it does literally everything. And I feel like it's a, it's a test of, that was when I was like 22, she got the Thermomix and I was like, that is literally crazy. I can't get my head around this. And now yes. I, as I'm like approaching 30, I'm like a bargain. Give, give me that. bread, yes. can bake a cookie, can make a smoothie, can yep. like roll pasta. Yes. So Nutribullets aren't very good for making really nice, thick, acai bowl vibe things. So what I do instead is I put not enough liquid in and it starts going crazy and kind of spluttering around and i shake the whole thing while it's on oh our neighbor hates me and then um open up pour it into my bowl and put some granola <laughs> over it with berries do you make homemade granola that's like no, my fuck next no I, it's very possible i know because i hate no. i hate all granolas because of my previously mentioned hatred for raisins have you tried the deliciously ella nutty granola no it's really really special i love ella who is she i <laughs> I've need to fo- followed ella for so long ella of deliciously ella fame she's just this posh she did have a <laughs> english woman of course of course ella delicious actually i think what i think her story she has one of those um stories that every wellness person has where she was she said she got <laughs> allegedly she got really sick when she was younger and then healed her body through food and nutrition. And then I got really obsessed with her at one point in my life, had her app. She is so hot. I know she's really she's hot. She's too hot to also be this good at making healthy snacks. I know. And she has a shop in, um, in somewhere in the city. And when I first moved to London, I made my ex-boyfriend drive me to the shop. <laughs> Did you? So that I could, yeah. So that I could go and eat some of her delicious, healthy snacks and, 
they the ifpos machine was broken and i had no cash so we had to leave and then we got a fine for driving in the city because we didn't know that's a a big blow up if i ever heard (laughs) one waiting to happen um so yeah can't remember why we're talking about that but i would love to tell you about a very swift turn of topics from wholesome and happy to depraved and sad (laughs) um i've started watching dope sick i've heard so much about dope sick i've all good things yes so it's got uh gorgeous gorgeous caitlin diver she is i have such a soft spot for her i know she's such a great actress I wish her multiple oscars me too so she's in it i actually don't don't know who else is in it but basically it's about <laughs> <laughs> the oxy <laughs> oxy con- con- cotton oxy why is that word not feel i like know a word i feel like me? i've said it a million times before and now i can't the oxy con- on t- Content, oxycontin yeah oxycontin uh epidemic and how basically how the drug got created in the first place and it's just absolutely wild it makes you very sad that we live in a place a place that we live in a place called earth a planet where yeah we are just consumed by money and greed and it's just it's crazy because basically it was in 1990 four or five when they began creating it um the sackler company mm. and the sacklers are like if the sacklers are um they say in the show the most philanthropic family in the world because all they do is donate money to all these charities and all these organizations while at the same time like creating these drugs that are killing so many people and now um places like the tate and stuff have stopped accepting money from them yeah, it's I the New Yorker did a really really long piece about the Sackler family and the opioid epidemic a couple of years ago that I actually was so gripped by that I read it's like one of those 45 minute reads but mm. it was so fascinating because they have basically wiped they've used philanthropy to like wipe themselves yes of the off the internet basically like most people don't even know what they look like like who the actual members of the family are what they actually do but they have all these weird little yeah like wings named after them at hospitals and art galleries and um what they've done is so evil mm-hmm. like it's so mm-hmm. unbelievably evil yeah so this that's why this show is so great because it's like actually shining a light on how absolutely fucked up it was but basically what they did was they created oxy which is like an which is an opioid and they already had an opioid epidemic in <laughs> here we go again they already had an opioid epidemic in America before that so so people knew opioid opioids were really addictive but what they did was somehow get the FDA to approve through like falsifying studies and etc mm. that um oxy content <laughs> the fuck what is uh less than one percent of people get addicted so it, they were basically saying it wasn't an addictive drug when it was highly, highly addictive. Um, they were sending their like sales reps out to go and woo doctors and sending doctors to all these conventions. Um, they had this like really esteemed medical doctor guy who was like really famous speak at all of their kind of like getaways where they'd send all these doctors and pay for everything and like woo them. And um, he was fucked as well. Like he was just corrupt. I remember reading as well that they like public white America, like the American total free capitalism is such a nightmare. They printed the medical journals like themselves, like vanity publishing with the medical information that doctors get about the latest medicine. 
they printed them and then put their own ads in them and their own interviews about their it's like us creating a magazine called like Vogue Miss Vogue and being like after work like yeah. they filled it basically with stuff that so doctors thought they were getting an objective medical journal yes. and it was literally paid publishing yeah and that's yeah. legal for some and, yeah and they would they they also you know the pain charts that are in like every hospital where it's got like smiley faces mm. through to sad faces and it's like how high is your pain threshold on a scale of one to ten they created that like they basically created they created this entire economy around pain, Ugh. like so in so many different ways. It's fucked. There was in, in um, all these medical, all these medical schools around the country were quoting this study that was um, about opioids. I think it was the one. It might have even been. Oh my god! It was the one percent thing. The one percent study mm. that opioids are that this opioid is less addictive or that opioids aren't addictive was um, taken from like a medical journal, a study mm. cited in a medical journal in, in 1980 or something. And then these, these uh, police who were looking into it, like um, what are they called when they're like, they were like investigating, mm. they were investigating the Sacklers and mm. Oxy and the claims and they were looking into it and they finally found where this study was that had been cited everywhere and was like the entire backbone of oxys being sold and it wasn't a study it was a letter to the editor that Mm. someone had written in at the start saying um in a study i conducted in my hospital (laughs) of monitored patients like less than one percent were addicted but it's people who are monitored in a hospital setting so it wasn't even like it it was probably written by like and it was just a guy no but it was like probably written by some like their secretary or something writing a fake letter no yeah. yeah so like this guy didn't even know this guy didn't even know that his his letter was being cited in like medical journals all around the country and taught at medical schools oh my god because no one could find the fucking study because the study didn't exist it's so wild and like the if I'm, I'm still halfway through but like the fda and stuff is obvi- was obviously like just not just like fucked and everyone was getting paid off um, but yeah, Caitlin Dever is like absolutely amazing in it so far. And it's, yeah, it's one of those watches that's just very harrowing, but very interesting. And like, yeah, it's just, cra- it's also crazy because it just shows you, I know, I know that addiction is obviously just, it is such a sickness, but it's like when you watch this, it's like people who get in a car crash People of any kind of addiction is like very, very sad and horrible, but it's so crazy to watch like someone getting in a car crash and breaking their arm Mm -hmm. and then going to a hospital and getting prescribed by doctors Mm -hmm. something to help their pain that they then get addicted to. Mm -hmm. And then they're still treated like the scum of the earth because of their addiction. Mm -hmm. Like like the parents are, are trying to kick them out of the house and say that they hate them and because these people are addicted and can't get clean. And it's just like, it's so, it's so insane the way we treat people. Yeah, it's fucked. I've had Oxy before. Yeah, I love that little tidbit. Grace just told me that before. She was like, when I did Oxy. (laughs) Yeah, I had had a sinus surgery and they gave me Oxy before. I can't remember if it was before. I think it was before I went under, but I I can hear like medical people maybe saying that's not right. I had Oxy at some point Mm -hmm. during the surgery and it is the most amazing I've ever felt in my entire life. Really? Ever. Yeah. Noticeably. People were saying... um, in the forums online because mm. the internet was kind of just uh, happening at the same time. And they were mm. on these forums saying it was better than like heroin and better than Coke. And they were 
it was really easy to like rub the outsides of the pill off so that you could crush it up and snort it yeah and like get past the time because the time release of the painkiller is supposed Mm. to last for 12 hours but it wasn't even lasting for 12 hours and so they were just telling people to double the dose it's like absolutely insane and like you say if we were in america i would have had this like totally banal sinus surgery being given it to deal with the pain from the surgery and then being prescribed it to take at home Mm -hmm. and then if i was like i'm still in pain two weeks later being prescribed to take it again and then after a month you're fucked like you're done for life you're addicted forever yes (laughs) and you've done Again, it's not saying that like people who are addicted to other substances have done something wrong, but that's like it was even making com- me yeah. As I was watching it, it was making me just be like, just I, I was just like, I feel so thankful mm-hmm. that that hasn't happened because it's just we are just like it's just good luck. Yeah, it's just good luck. good luck. It's literally yeah. good luck. And I was also like, oh my god, I can't even believe people take drugs recreationally. Mm-hmm. Like when we could be. I mean, obviously the drugs. My boyfriend was like, the drugs that people take recreationally aren't actually that addictive like i know that people are addicted to coke but like i don't know anyone <laughs> like i'm just like you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like yeah. people take coke all the time and mm-hmm. they don't get addicted in this in the same way but i am just like it's so crazy that we would just go out and like toggle with that yeah yeah totally. Um, with fate yeah it's it's insane i yeah i was on tramadol yeah um when Love a bit of tramadol, tramadol is yeah. so crazy good yeah. and i um had like <laughs> I remember the people pull out a, a pull quote from this. If we were celebrities, that would be like the headlines. Hayley Bieber's like, like, I know there's going to be headlines about this tomorrow. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, when I was in hospital, I had a kidney infection. Mm. I went out the night before and had like a, a Tom, my friend, put, I think I've already said this on the pod before, but he sliced together the picture of me from the night before at four in the morning with seven red bull vodkas in my hand oh my god and then the next day in hospital visiting me i had a, i got a kidney infection because i got a uti and didn't know what it was so it spread to my kidneys and i yeah. ended up in hospital. i think that happens yeah. quite a lot it's yeah. crazy and yeah they gave me tramadol and i remember being like like literally i was like being a weird addict where i was like mm. sh- they would give me it and then i was like i i just want more i just like love this feeling so much so i was like telling the nurse i needed more and then i was hiding it in my handbag because I was like I'm gonna take this home with me and then in the night when I would wake up I would be like I need more and I would like get out my stash from my handbag and take it yeah that's not even oxy yeah I feel like that about polexia actually which I think is even further down than tramadol which I got after my surgery I just wanted to keep taking it for like weeks and weeks after even though I felt okay yeah it's no pain it's a very attractive prospect so yeah, dope sick is very good. Would highly recommend. A great recommendation. Can I just say a very quick thing on that thing you just said about the pain scale in mm. hospitals? I just found out in a podcast that the food pyramid that we all grew up seeing, I don't know if it's the same in Australia or New Zealand, but in the US it is created by the like American Diabetes Association. And they're a like for-profit association and their two biggest donors are Cadbury and Coke. <laughs> so when it says on the food pyramid, like the smallest amount up the top is sugar, they say you should have 10 grams of sugar a day. And doctors are like, no, you, like, you should have no sugar. Like it's, you know, you're going to yeah. have sugars and stuff. But in terms of telling people to like to, how to, much yeah. they should have, you shouldn't be like, well, for a healthy diet, you should have like the, a couple the, of chocolate yeah. bars a day or like some donuts. Like they're like, you should tell people they don't need it at all. But if they have it, have it in moderation. Um, oh, my God. But they like inform the way everyone decides what to eat. Yeah. Joe- Even putting all the like grains with all the bread at the bottom, like all that stuff is, everything's corrupt. Yeah. 
um, Joe Holder, Mm -hmm. my guru, uh, (laughs) said on a podcast or something the other day, I was just, I just like love the way he critically thinks and Mm. I just want to implement that more in my life. Mm-hmm. But he just was speaking on – he was speaking on actually um, – what's that stupid podcast called? How Long Gone with those two guys who yes. I was convinced couldn't be straight, but apparently they are. <laughs> he They were saying, like, how do you just know so much about everything? And he was just like, A, I'm just – I want to be informed about what's mm-hmm. happening in the world around me. And B, like, just – he was just like, follow the money mm-hmm. for everything. everything. Like, even those documentaries – the documentaries you watch about, like – seaspiracy or whatever uh like tracking where the money's coming from with like why they lie to us about how many dolphins are fucking caught and killed um in by bycatch and saying that it's dolphin safe when it's not because it's like money and like blah 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 and then like or even just like cowspiracy where they won't say anything about meat because Mm. they're all all of the about meat's impact on the environment because all of the donors are like um the meat companies etc but then also you can like follow it back even further or it's just like even those documentaries are like it's just crazy it is absolutely insane it's like terrifying there was even a tiktok that was going around which like completely freaked me out where it was this woman being like some fucking stupid like tiktok being like oh you shouldn't eat those they're bad for you and she's like what do you mean bad is there toxic poison on it is there blah blah on it and she's like no it's unhealthy and then the other one's like you're making judgment choices about my food again, aren't you? And everyone just thought it was this like jarre, but nice message about like diet culture. And it was fucking sponsored by a sugar company. Oh my God. And they're like hijacking the body positivity and like health movement to be to like, basically you can't, say tell people- you can't tell people that sugary food is bad for you because that's judgmental. Wow. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. This is what we were saying about Kanye, actually. Kanye? <laughs> well, like, just how I think, like, the only good point Kanye seems to have made in the last few days, and just like a quick moment to condemn his horrible anti Semitism, because I feel like it's like one of the prejudices that people seem to get like less up in arms about for some reason, which is mm. fucked. But, um, he wrote in one of his like multiple in like crazy posts just about how like we should be suspicious of how quickly all these companies have got on board with like black lives matter and pride and yes. body positivity. Like there's always no movement that's meant to like question the structures of society should be embraced by governments and Re- corporations. Yeah. Like no and, revolution. Yeah. 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 So it's like this tempered down, yes. easily digestible. My, <laughs> yeah. My boyfriend literally said the thing about Kanye is every fourth thing he says. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, which is which is I'm not going to say every fourth thing because yeah, he said like 40th. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but yes, yeah, so, like the his comments about Black Lives Matter, I like do understand for sure. Like some of his comments about how mm. it's just like like how he calls it a sham and things like that. It's like what actual change has has really mm-hmm. tangibly happened from that. And I understand like I don't know. That's I think that's the thing with the White Lives Matter thing is it could have it could have actually facilitated conversation and being a really smart thing if he hadn't taken it like that extra step further Mm -hmm. but yeah i was even just having a conversation with someone on the weekend and they were just like it's just you know in a lot of places online and even like black academics as well have said this Mm. where they've just been like the way the fashion industry condemned what the white lives matter thing so vehemently yeah (laughs) vehement (laughs) vehement vehemently 
when they like uphold white supremacy in every other way was like just I don't know but I was also like I don't know what else we're supposed to do but yeah 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 yeah, I know it's hard isn't it but it is interesting I think that's such a good point like he was all a brand has to do is like post a slogan like BLM or something you know what I mean then you're just kind of like okay it can't be like 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 the black squares thing yeah exactly Um, so we both just watched the trailer for Bones and All. Looks so fucking good. Looks so good. So this is Timothy Chalamet and Taylor Russell's new film. How do we say Luca's name? Luca, I've never been able to say it. Guadagnino. (laughs) (laughs) Of Call Me By Your Name fame, of Suspiria fame, of A Bigger Splash fame. Is what, the director? Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. So I had no idea really about what this film was about, but um, it looks like two really, really in love, a really, really in love young couple, Taylor Russell and Timothy Chalamet, two very hot, hot, hot people mm-hmm. who, according to Dumois, were bussing. I watched the trailer and I was like, there's just no planet like where they, these two people haven't bussed yes, in real life. Yes. I love as well so much because it's like so many people must bust that we never find out about i think that too yeah for sure the biggest ones are the ones we don't know we've never found yeah. out about yeah 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 a hundred ah oh. um so yeah those two sexy people uh are a young couple i think he's a drifter or whatever and they meet and then fall in love and it appears that he's a murderer and keeps murdering all these people but she's just madly in love with him and i'm like that is a fucking great story it's relatable yeah, but Grace I'm just like Neil at nineteen. Yes, yes. <laughs> jumped in that car. Same. Yeah, had a but I am like, if you were really, really like head over heels madly, and I don't know what would you, what would you do if Zach just told you he murdered someone? I mean, at this point, throw his ass in jail. Yeah, it would be scary. But when you got like, okay, maybe we can unpack that quickly. Like, what, what was it about being young? Is it like having a death wish, or like I just wanted something like that to happen to me? I was like desperate for something dramatic and insane and crazy to like come along and sweep me up. Like I was only attracted to like boys and men that were insane and like, <laughs> incapable of like basic human affection and emotion. Mm. Is that it's it can't just be daddy issues? It can't just be daddy issues. Yeah. Maybe it is. I don't know. I think when you're young, your brain's like half formed. Yeah. I don't you find know. romantic stuff like so romantic. Yeah, I think it's the tragedy element of it, or the the you like you're attracted to the drama because it makes you feel yeah i dated this boy called ryan who no shit had like i would say upwards of seven other full-time girlfriends <laughs> it was crazy what's that guy called him kim kardashian's podcast what? kim kardashian's podcast oh yeah keith keith a modern day Keith. yeah literally and he told one of them so he was dating this other girl from my school can't remember her name <laughs> And then she was, like, trying to talk to me about how he was at kissing. And I was like, stop. He's, like, literally my boyfriend, too. And Very, like, ahead of your time. Ethical. <laughs> non-monogamy. was not ethical. I no fucking idea. <laughs> and he told one of them that – he told her that the whole weekend that he was with me, because he spent the whole weekend with me. Mm. And I was also just – it was I was, like, 17. And it was like, just don't be hanging out with foul boys all weekend. I'm mm. so – grateful and blessed that i'm sitting across from you today life could have just gone in such a different way i agree and um he told her that he was in prison 
in jail. He told her he was in jail from Friday to Monday <laughs> when he was just hanging out with me because that's why he, he wasn't... He knew his te- audience. He that, knew his target audience. That's why he wasn't texting her back. Like, oh, my God. It's so hot. Yeah. I guess we had, like, no conception of, like, the long term. Like, your brain can only think, like, the next day or the next minute or something. Yeah. It's so cute how in love you are when you're a teenager. I know. It's, it's like, quite crazy, though. It's so all-consuming. It's very distracting. Distracts from everything. I used to write down every text message <laughs> that my ex-boyfriend would send me. Like, That's write it cute. down on paper. That's deranged. I remember I went away... <laughs> This story is like insane. I went on this school trip. I I made a short film about my teacher. (laughs) (laughs) We're unpacking some trauma here. Yes. For a um, competition at my like high school that I was moved to because I was naughty. I got like into the film department. This is like a movie with like Hillary Swank waiting to happen and then um I made a, a short film about my teacher and it won this like statewide competition and me and her had to go on a boat like a tall ship for seven days as like a character building thing with all these other like students and teachers what it was so crazy I like and I had to it was like an old-fashioned 1800s boat and we had to like but wait, you did it about your teacher who was a woman who you weren't in love with? No, I definitely wasn't in love with her. She was just like a kind lady. <laughs> okay, that's cute. I didn't just do it off my own volition. Like it was a competition. Yeah, I thought the story was about when you were like madly in love as a kid. With my own teacher. Yeah. Anyway, I was madly in love with my <laughs> high school boyfriend and I was away for like five days on this boat. Mm-hmm. And we wrote each other like 15 letters mm-hmm. to read morning afternoon and lunch every single day like it was like insane when i think about it and i sat and wrote them like it was yes like a novel i will never forget my stepmom screaming at me because i went away for christmas with her family she was honestly like literally younger than i am now <laughs> she had this step to when i was like 13 and um she was screaming at me because i spent the entire christmas day on my phone texting ryan this boy mm. i don't know how i don't even understand how that boy dealt with having seven different girlfriends and texting them nonstop. They, if they want to, they can do they anything. They can do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They can pay the attention necessary. They can be like a CEO. Yeah, and she was yeah. she was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like we've a very we've, good question. The entire Christmas day, all you've done is be on your yeah. phone. And I was like in this haze of like happiness and love that I didn't even know that I was being really rude and just this depraved teenager. I loved being that age, just being so stupid. Yeah. Because you had literally a single brain cell. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's funny when people... I was having, like, a conversation with my boyfriend the other day, and I can't remember. He's, like, such a, like, pedophile apologist. Because, like, <laughs> I, I can't remember what we were talking about. But it was, like, similar vibe to, like, essentially saying that... He was basically saying that he hates it when people don't give, like, young people agency. And I was like, yes, mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. that. But I was also like... I think we're somehow talking about someone who was 18. I can't remember what the fucking story was. Mm-hmm. Someone who was 18 who was – or maybe it was me. And I was dating, like, an older guy yeah. or something. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. like, I look back now and I, I find that, like, really disgusting. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he was just kind of being, like, yeah, but, you know, like, you had agency. Like, you made those decisions. Like, right, right. And I'm just, like, yeah, but I'm – you are just – very young like you just don't actually 
actually you're not making decisions as a fully formed adult until totally. like you are an adult and i was like your prefrontal cortex doesn't stop developing to a 25 which i know because that's when leonardo DiCaprio dumps his girlfriends exactly <laughs> so the and gossip comes in handy your, your like brain isn't developed you are so unworldly yeah you, just don't, you have no fucking you, idea and i think the reason I, I think there's i do think there's exceptions obviously not like illegal underage exceptions but i'm I like i think there are circumstances where someone can be like 19 20 21 whatever and date someone who's like in their late 20s early 30s and it's just really not the big deal that we yeah like to make it out to be yeah but i also think that i just don't i think it all just comes rushing home when you hang out with an actual 18 year old you know what i mean you hang out with an 18 year old they are like unbearable to hang out with mm. like what they talk about what they find interesting their view of the world their perceptions their things yeah you've like nothing in common you if you're nothing dating in common with them so an you're 18 year old and you're like a 34 year old man or like it's yeah a, it's like older than us now if i sit down with an 18 year old girl now i would like probably like love her like think she's like an amazing you know young woman with lots of potential but i would like never opt to spend time with her probably yeah and if I did, it would be, like, weird. So yeah. like, the idea that the person you want to spend all your time with is someone like that is just a sign that you need to be around someone that finds you interesting because people of your age group don't. Facts. And Spitting that's, facts. That's, that's the tea or whatever the <laughs> fuck people say. <laughs> that's on that. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Okay, what else are we talking about? I feel like we should talk about Try Guys. I know, we need to talk about Try Guys because um, until like five minutes ago, obviously I'd seen the headlines and stuff and I was like, I just cannot, cannot care about this. I just, I just like, A, had never heard of them before. B, was just like, just, okay, so a guy's hooked up with his colleague, but then started watching their apology video, which is the first time I've ever seen these men in my life. Mm-hmm. And there's three of them. I put a screenshot on our talk. And then they say... Like a real like ragtag little crew. I know. I was like, who are these men? <laughs> they look so serious. The yeah. one on the left is like so fruity and it's like sexy little vest. The one on the left, I would bust. Yeah. It goes like, yes. <laughs> no. No. Stop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> And Ned, not. Ned, now a maybe, because we know he has game. I need to see what Ned looks like. 
Ned just honestly Ned's Ned's probably the hottest but he just he looks like a queer eye yes. cast member which is throwing me off Ned oh my god has a net worth of around 10 million what Jesus so yeah these try okay wait this guy doesn't look as hot in other <laughs> clips he I looks only... like a different person in I think every single okay so only would bus the guy on the left specifically in their what happened apology video on YouTube. He doesn't look good in other places. Okay. Yeah. It's his like sexy arms. It's what he's wearing. He a looks... little vest. Yes. A little vest and a silver necklace. Uh, okay. So I, what I find interesting about this story firstly is that it's like permeate, like SNL did a sketch about it, which I know SNL is not very culturally relevant anymore, but like, for something to go from niche internet drama to like that level of mainstream mm. to the point where we've all for some reason heard about it, I think is interesting. Yes. Um, and then it's also interesting because it's one of those scandals where when you read into it, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, it's so mild. Wait, give a back backstory. So the Try Guys started on BuzzFeed and like BuzzFeed heyday mm. when they would do those like dumb quizzes. videos, quizzes, videos. I loved the and they built up uh, like a bit of a following. The first media influencers? Yeah, like early OG influencers left and started their YouTube account. And it just sounds like the depths of hell. It's like four men experience labor pains for 14 hours. Or like what? these men um, try on women's underwear for the day. Like, but not seedy, like wholesome, funny. Like we did it and it was actually really hard and like just... Like Hamish and Andy. <laughs> yeah, kind of like less funny Hamish yeah. and Andy. I love Hamish and Andy. That's Same. no shade. Yeah, yeah, yeah like less funny. When they did yeah. the, um, when they used to do the like, they used to run up behind people. And like, my favorite one was them. the one they did where they'd like sit in the toilet and listen if someone washed their hands. And if they didn't, a mob would come out and be like, didn't wash your hands. Oh my God. <laughs> so a simpler time yes um anyway so they're like very wholesome and apparently ned has built a reputation for being this like family man always posting about his wife and children and like a huge i think the best comparison i can give is like john mulaney i was literally just thinking about that little scamp where people like him because he seems like such a nice guy yes and then he was like photographed or videoed having a little kiss with one of their like younger employees which by younger, I don't mean like young, young. I just mean like a junior employee. And, and then he's it, married. And he's married with two young kids. And then it went all over TikTok <laughs> and then all over Reddit. I actually saw it on TikTok when it happened. And I was like, what is this? Like, right away? <laughs> and people being like, please don't say it's true. So I think people are very invested in his marriage. And then he had to come out and say, yes, it's true. I was slash am having an affair. And then... The other Try Guys did this gnarly video where they're like, we have cut ties with Ned. Ned is not allowed in the building. Ned is being edited out of all Ned the videos. Is like Ned fully is like fully fired from our company. And yeah, editing, they're editing him out. They're going back through the archives and editing Ned out of content. Like that's, yeah. I feel like that's, that's unnecessary behavior. That's and too far. Yeah. That's crazy. If I had an, a, an affair... I'd edit out your voice out of every podcast you episode. You edit out so it's just you talking then silence and you talking yes. silence. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I would like that. It feels um, it feels silly to me. Of course. It's so silly. Um, 
especially because they phrased it as like a consensual extramarital relation, like some weird phrasing. Wait, what do you mean? As in like the wife knew? No. As in like he entered into like a rela- a consensual relationship with this other person. You know, it's not like he hit, he hit on a junior employee at a party yeah. and she was uncomfortable yeah, or like, yeah, yeah. She, I don't know, she was underage. Like it was a very – and it does make you kind of wonder like I think everyone's thinking about it because of the Adam Levine stuff, which happened so recently, um, which is just like – I don't know. Is it like, is it anyone's business? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Or should you be fired for cheating? It's yeah. quite crazy. I think it's such a funny thing because, for example, like it's making me think about like politicians and the mm. way, because what they do and what these guys are doing is like selling us on them as people mm-hmm. and making us believe in them as people mm-hmm. and their brand. And then it's kind of interesting how much these guys actually say in this video, we built a brand, we built a brand, rah, rah, rah. Like they're being mm. very honest about like the fact that they're like capitalizing on this thing that they've created, um, which is like another interesting thing with like celebrity culture and the way we are so parasocial and, and it's kind of weird and unhealthy. We shouldn't care about these things because it has like absolutely nothing to do with us. I think when it comes to like, I don't know, politicians, but even with like politicians and stuff, it's just like, it doesn't mean you don't care about climate change if you're also cheating on your wife. Yes. And it's also like there's this expectation. Like I would even – I was thinking about in the context of this would even like revise. I know we were very like funny and jokey about the Bahati Prince Louis Adam Levine thing. But it's just like when I think back on it now, I'm like there's every chance that they have like a really open – like forward thinking ethical non-monogamous relationship where like she knows all of this stuff and is totally fine with it and does it herself mm. and that's just no one's business to say but she's being framed in the media as like poor her this this poor humiliated woman and to undo that narrative she has to come out and reveal like very intimate details about her marriage you know and it's like this this like parasocial celebrity thing it's funny that we seem to have come so far in terms of our as the culture seems to understand like the nuances of stuff like non-monogamy and Esther mm. Perel and talking about, I don't know, um, all of those things. And yet we assume from these like tiny snippets, like an Instagram screenshot or like a blurry photo that we understand the full spectrum of someone's marriage or relationship. It is like kind of wild. Yeah. Or just even, even kind of taking it further out, like the fact that we're so scandalized by cheating in the first place. So the cut did an article about like, why are we still so scandalized by cheating? Mm. And basically what it was saying was just like, yeah, a, we've come so far with the ethical non-monogamy conversation and just kind of like, apparently just, yeah, way more open about like why people cheat and how cheating happens. But also it's just like according. So they said, according to one 2021 survey, a little more than 46% of all respondents in a monogamous relationship admitted to cheating. Higher estimates find that up to 68% of women and and 75% of men have cheated. And more recent research suggests that men and women do so at similar rates. So it's like we're looking at Adam mm. Levine. We're looking at the Try Guys person. And, you know, one of them's getting completely slandered online for being re- very, very fucking bad at 16. The mm-hmm. other one's being fired and edited out of all mm. his entire career, his entire yeah. like lame career. <laughs> and 
it's just like when at when up to 75 when 75 percent of us have done so ourselves and and like this whole thing about just pointing blame and wanting to yeah good and bad morales and you know looking at this man as if he's like the scum of the earth yeah yeah for cheating on someone when basically everyone has cheated on someone totally and i also just think i find that i i think it's so rough that if you're like have a youtube channel you literally just cannot be in public without fear of someone taking a photo of you doing something like this constant surveillance culture now Hmm. you know what i mean it's just so crazy like even brad and angelina coming getting caught out as a couple apparently it was organized by angelina like there were no photos of them before that because that was just like a different era of yeah thing whereas now you can just be like pretty much a regular person and a random person can like ruin your entire career and your livelihood and your potentially your marriage your life <laughs> by taking a photo of you on the street like i think that's pretty fucked up as well Same. like there's just no sense of like privacy anymore which is kind of terrifying yeah yeah, but it is interesting as well because it's like making men accountable. <laughs> yeah, but like making a, a career and a brand out of your marriage and then doing that is, is like an interesting question when it comes to should you still have a career afterwards, you know? It's interesting because it's like, it's like, <sighs> I agree, I think, because I'm someone, like we're both people that don't really share our relationships I know we're talking on such a micro level with ourselves, but I would just say like, say I put like a few pictures up of Zach on Instagram or whatever. And then something like happened where one of us was unfaithful or something. And someone took a, like, I would just find it such an invasion for someone to like get involved in my private life because I have a podcast and have posted that I have a partner a few Mm, times, mm. which I know this guy did more than that. Like he actively engaged in this persona, but I'm like, I don't think he, probably sitting there now would feel as if he'd been duplicitous because he'd set up his whole persona about being a husband. You know what I mean? Yeah. He'd just be like, I have a job as a YouTuber and I talk about my wife because I have a wife and we were going through a hard patch. So I, whatever, you know, we like don't know the details. So it feels a bit rough, but at the same time, I agree that like these guys, it always just seems to be men mm. <laughs> have just act so audaciously. Women are smarter. Women are careful. <laughs> You'll never see us cheating in public, you fucking idiot. And also that I think the Adam Levine thing, I think this the cut article was right. People were more responding to than the fact that he cheated, like the cringiness and the audaciousness of doing it of his own account so blatantly mm-hmm. to like random IG models. You know what I mean? Like it's it was like there was an arrogance about it that was really off putting. Yes. Yeah. I think the whole I think the whole thing that we still struggle with so much as a culture and like i'm very very guilty of this as well this is kind of going off topic but it's just like the way we see celebrities as people instead of brands and corporations Mm -hmm. it's just such Mm -hmm. such a like damaging thing to the whole way we're trying to like untangle capitalism Mm. and like white supremacy and just all these different things just the way it's like and, and, like, we feed into it so much by, like, what we talk about. And, mm. you know, and I was, like, saying – me and my boyfriend were speaking about this the other day, and I think it, like, stemmed off the back of a Kanye conversation um, where I was just, like, yeah, but when we talk about, like, Meghan Markle or whatever, we're, like, joking about it. We're not se- we're not very seriously, like, mm-hmm. like, consumed by what she's doing and reading all the papers and buying all the magazines about what these people are doing. And he was just, like, you're just still feeding, like, the machine of it mm. all. Yeah. And, like – the way the celeb- the way celebrities 
positioned themselves as being relate. Basically, he was like trying to use Beyonce as an example. And I was like, she's a bad example because Beyonce is like the biggest, like, as in when you look at Beyonce, you see a brand. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, she is un- She's like Coca-Cola or all Yeah, that she, she is just like, yeah. she doesn't do interviews. She is just such a machine mm-hmm. brand. Mm-hmm. But I was like, someone like Rihanna is so much better at like coming across as relatable and coming mm-hmm. across as like this person that we all know and love mm-hmm. when it's just like, that's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's just like a confusing thing. And I think this parasocial like cheating thing and, like things like Dumois don't help at all and like social media and the way everyone just seems relatable. We're just like feeding this crazy machine. A hundred percent. I think it's, yeah, it's really hard. Cause like you say, people benefit so much off that. We talked about this with John Mulaney, like people benefit so much of like the, the parasocial thing mm. is how they get their entire careers. Mm-hmm. So you can't really say it's fine 90% of the time. And then when it doesn't work out for them, it's no longer fine. But I do think now like the, the lines between private and public life, even with like massive celebrities up until very recent, those lines were still so like they were, they were such distinct things, private and public life. Like some actively chose yeah. to hand over their private life to the public where they controlled it. Like the Kardashians, even then their private life is actually really <laughs> guarded from us. Like everything we see, they have stage managed how we've seen it and blah, blah, blah. And they're yeah. giving things away because that's how they're making money. But like, I do feel like nowadays with, yeah, just how easy everyone is with an iPhone and Dumois and everything, the line is just getting blurred to the point where you're kind of like, is there some sort of ethical responsibility where we sh- there is stuff we shouldn't mm. share? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Who would have thought we'd be talking about the Try Guys? SNL did like a really lame skit. Did they? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Um, okay, before we wrap up, I want to talk to you about this other thing that I've been getting interested in recently, <laughs> and which is I just read I read a day's piece basically, which is can you meditate your way to clear skin? And then I started looking oh. into psychodermatology, which is uh, a growing kind of it's like a buzzword in beauty, but also a growing um, sector of like the beauty industry and dermatologists who are mm-hmm. studying the skin brain connection. And basically, so basically my skin is fucked right now. It's like breaking out everywhere after being perfect for so long. And I thought I'd fixed it with Tret and was so happy. And then I realized that it makes complete sense. I'm very like stressed at the moment, girlies. Um, and my stress has always manifested very physically, like my eye. Mm-hmm. And um, just, just physically in a way that when I was talking to my psychologist, when I was going through the Great Depression, mm-hmm. she was literally like, you are a case study for the book, the body keeps the score Mm. the way like your stress just shows so physically with like migraines, my eye literally going blind, um, cysts, very sexy pimples, all these things. And then I, it was when I was reading this piece, I was like, Oh my God, it makes complete sense. My skin and especially around my chin, which is like a hormonal area is breaking out Mm. basically on a most basic level, the skin, uh, mind, skin connection, brain skin connection, um, is proven on like biochemistry and essentially um, chronic stress activates the sympathetic nervous system, which sets off surges in stress hormones like cortisol and the subsequent breakdowns of tissues such as collagen, which is very, very bad. We want all the collagen we can get. So cortisol stimulates the old overproduction of sebum, sebum, the oil that is implicated in acne. 
So it's like if you are stressed, mm. cortisol is literally making you break out because it's activating your your body's producing too much oil, which comes out on your skin. And any of the big four skin conditions, which are acne, eczema, rosacea, rosacea. Why can't I say any word today? Sorry, I'm quite hungover. Uh Rosacea and pariasis can be impacted due to this. It's crazy. I mean, it does 100% make Make sense. sense. Like anecdotally, I always feel like I get pimples when I'm stressed. But that the degree of that connection is so fucking fascinating. Yeah. And I feel like it is another, just to get back on our like anti-capitalism bullshit. It's like information that is not readily available to us intentionally, because if we understood that we could like, I don't know, the world wants us to be stressed. The world wants us to be working. The world wants us to be anxious. The world wants us to be looking for like quick fix cures to get things like topical treatments Mm -hmm. and skincare and facials, Mm -hmm. which just fix the fix says the the symptoms the symptoms yeah. not the problem yes it's like therapy um and therapy yeah. can literally help this because it de-stresses you so they i'm quite late to the game but i've been getting obsessed with jessica defino and she is a former be- a woman who became a beauty editor and then quit the beauty industry because she realized that everything was fake and what they mm-hmm. were selling was like absolute bullshit and she is really iconic so she writes a lot about how like the whole beauty industry is built on like white supremacy and capitalism and just all these things wow. um and she was on we got recommended it by quite a few girlies she was on pandora sykes's podcast doing it right oh. and she speaks i i think i sent you a screenshot and was like you have to listen to this okay. so everyone should listen yeah but she speaks just like about a whole array of topics but she's a massive one for the skin brain connection mm. yeah and basically says the same thing like like we don't need it like we don't need these products that we're being sold she basically uses nothing on her skin um and she's written for the cut and the new york times and all these different places about like for the new york times it's called this is your skin on stress and for the cut it was can you breathe your way to better skin because mm. she started practicing breath work so it's just all of these ways like the actual tangible things you can do to de-stress, which is in the book, The Body Keeps the Score, he literally says to help trauma, do yoga. And it's like, mm. if, if yoga is helping trauma, meditation and de-stressing and practicing mindfulness and breath work will help your skin because it lowers your stress levels Yeah, on an actual physical level. Like it sounds so woo-woo to be like, you can meditate your way to clear skin, but... No, but it's it's I breath is a massive thing I've been thinking about recently as mm. well because my mum has gotten like very into reading about breath work and talking about breath work with me and my brother and like the impact it has. Again, I think this is the thing where the things that can actually help us the most are like, just put off. They're so simple. They're so simple, yeah. but they're so hard. I yes. think that's like the worst combination. Every of day, I'm like, you need to meditate daily, and I yes. used to sit. I, I bought the Headspace. Uh, annual thing and every single day at 7.45 it goes off and tells me to meditate because you're supposed to meditate in the morning but I don't want to meditate in the morning so Mm -hmm. then I'm like then I just won't do it and it's like just take away the time thing and just do it at any point during your day when you have 10 minutes just go and meditate I just will not ever do it and the amount that you're like I can even feel it now as we're talking like the amount of shallow breathing that we do which creates like, so I saw a naturopath a few years ago and she did iridology, which is when they print out your um, eye and they can see all this stuff in your eye. It's like quite incredible. And I had like a black ring around my eye and she said, this is your nervous system. Like it is on edge. Like it should be really thin, this line. And it was like really thick. 
And she was like, I've seen you and heard you while you're here and you're not breathing. Like you're like going in and out really shallowly. And that you do that when you're scared. So your body thinks that you're scared about Mm. something, which can actually lead you to have anxiety because your brain's trying to rationalize why you're breathing like you're scared of something. So it's giving you things to be anxious about to run through in your brain. And then that's making you more anxious and then you're not breathing properly, which is why like one of the biggest and again, most boring things that actually helps you with like reducing anxiety, reducing stress, getting a good night's sleep, all that stuff is like sitting and properly, properly deep breath. Like what is it? So three, four, three, or <laughs> I, I copied and pasted this onto my notes as a reminder for myself, but I'll read it out for the girlies. So this breathwork woman that Jessica DeFino talked to for the cut recommends choosing a breathing pattern. Hers is two deep inhales into the stomach and into the chest, followed by one long exhale all through the mouth. And she repeats this for a minimum of seven minutes a day. Wow. I'm like, not sure if that's seven minutes in a row. Probably not. It's probably like a minute and then another minute. Right? Seven minutes in a row feels like a lot. I need yeah, to research that. I'm sure, yeah. But um, she says enough time to really get – oh, yeah, so it must be seven minutes at, uh, consecutively. Enough time to really get out of your head and into your body. Breathwork practitioners claim it can help stir up any emotional pain st- stored in the body, whether it's from middle school bullying or sexual abuse or a bad breakup. Anything really, process it and let it go. Wow. Breathwork, ladies. And even, like, gratitude and mindfulness because it puts your brain in a good – thing like Jessica DeFino was saying that she has started practicing mindfulness and like gratitude when it comes to having acne Mm -hmm. and like actually thinking about why it is she was just like I even look at like why it is that I feel bad about having a pimple and usually it's because of the fucked beauty standards that like Mm -hmm. society has put on us Mm -hmm. so instead Mm -hmm. of feeling bad about having a pimple um thank your skin for like this what a pimple is is like your skin dealing with a problem and like Mm -hmm. the best way it knows how Mm -hmm. and and like at and getting better you know yeah so breathwork ladies breathwork i love it we're off to breathe now off breathe into our palomas breathing. <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> gorgeous gorgeous girlies bye A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.